Hello, and welcome to the Selective Mutism Help Home Educational Learning Program podcast. My name is Kelly, and I'll be your host. This podcast aims to give you the help you need to support the person in your life affected by selective mutism. In this episode, I'll be talking about tips and strategies to help a child with selective mutism have a fun Halloween night. I'll discuss how to support an SM child before Halloween, during Halloween, and when the night is over. Plus, I'll share tips for those children that may not be ready to go trick-or-treating, but still want to be a part of Halloween night. Let's get started. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Selective Mutism Help Home Educational Learning Program podcast. My name is Kelly, and I'm a parent of a child with selective mutism. Being that I'm a parent and not a medical professional, this podcast is for informational purposes only. For those of you in the United States, your kids are probably getting ready for Halloween. This is a night for them to dress up as their favorite character or as a scary monster and go trick-or-treating to get candy. For most kids, this is one of the best nights of the year, but for a child with SM, it could be one of the scariest and not because of the ghosts and goblins. They're scared because in order for them to get candy, they have to say, trick or treat. Generally, a family will walk around their neighborhood and ring the doorbell of neighbors who the kids know. For some children, it can be extremely difficult to talk to people for the first time if they've known them for a long time. They may be scared of how that person is going to react when they say trick or treat, so they become too scared to try. Let's start by talking about what you can do leading up to Halloween night. First, practice what Halloween night will be like. Have them get dressed up and play Halloween. Go to different rooms in your house, have them knock or pretend to ring the doorbell. Then have a parent or sibling they're comfortable answering behind the door. They can practice saying trick or treat and get a piece of candy. Then go to the next room and do it again. This practice is going to train the unconscious part of their brain in getting comfortable saying trick or treat and their conscious brain will see that they're getting candy each time they say it. You could then set up a reward system. For every five times you say trick or treat to us at home, while we play, you get a piece of candy. Another way to prepare could be to come up with a, a route ahead of time. Figure out whose house you'll be going to. Maybe if saying trick or treat to the neighbors is too hard, find a neighborhood where you don't know anyone. The people in the new neighborhood would have no idea that they struggle speaking. So if the child does say trick or treat, the person won't overreact because they won't know any different. Plus, the child may never see that person again, so if they struggle saying trick-or-treat at that moment, it may not have a lasting effect. Also, going with a group may be easier as well. If the SM child is comfortable talking in front of a classmate, friend, or siblings, maybe go trick-or-treating as a group with them. They could all say trick-or-treat at the same time so that the SM child's voice isn't the only voice that's being heard. This can really help reduce the anxiety and give them more confidence. Help your child visualize walking up to a decorated house, seeing the jack-lanterns glowing in the dark, ringing the doorbell, watching the door open, all the kids shouting, trick or treat, then the sound of candy dropping into the bucket or pillowcase they're holding. All of this can train the unconscious brain so that when they're in the real situation, the brain is prepared and knows what to do. Another great part about Halloween is that everyone's dressed up. If your child is worried that someone will recognize them, Let them know that it'll be dark, they'll have a costume on, plus there'll be a lot of other kids so the people handing out the candy won't be able to tell who everyone is. 
Plus, the person handing out candy will be so excited to see the costumes, they may not even pay attention to who's actually inside the costume. But the best part about Halloween is the candy. I have yet to meet a child that doesn't like candy. It's a pretty great motivator, and on Halloween, it's easily accessible. When our daughter was five, we talked a lot about Halloween and would ask her things like, how hard would it be to walk up to the house and ring the doorbell or knock? How hard would it be to put your bucket out for them to put candy in? How hard would it be to say trick-or-treat? How hard would it be to say thank you? By having her tell us how hard something would be, it gave us an opportunity to figure out how we could challenge her that night. She indicated going up to the door and knocking would be easy. Putting her bucket towards the person to put the candy in would also be easy. But she said if it would be medium hard for her to say trick-or-treat. So we came up with a plan, which was for every house she could say trick-or-treat at, she would get to eat that piece of candy. It didn't happen right away, but we kept reminding her that if she says trick-or-treat, that she'll be able to eat the candy. I think it took her about maybe to the third house for her to finally be able to say trick-or-treat. Since she did it, no matter the volume, she got to eat that piece of candy. Same with the next house and the next house. Once she got to about five houses in a row of saying trick-or-treat and getting to eat that piece of candy each time, we switched it up so about every third time she said trick-or-treat, she got to eat the candy. Eventually, she got to a point where she forgot to eat the candy as it became easy for her to say trick-or-treat, and she was having so much fun going to the different houses, she almost forgot to eat the candy. And the best part about that night was the friend she was with was a little nervous to say trick-or-treat, but once she saw our daughter doing it, she was able to do it too. Once we came home and could see how much candy she got, we could tell her how proud we were for her to use her voice. She was able to get so much candy, but more importantly, she got the confidence to use her voice in different situations. She was able to use her voice towards people she never met, towards people she had met before. She could use her voice in front of her friends, in front of other kids, and with or without us nearby. It gave her brain an opportunity to build new pathways towards speaking and away from anxiety. It's important during these types of holidays that parents put their own expectations aside of how they think the night should go. I remember getting so frustrated when my daughter wouldn't smile for pictures while in her costume or not saying trick or treat or thank you or refusing to go to a house with creepy music. But once I realized how all of that was making her anxiety level increase, I was able to understand that she wasn't doing these things to purposely make me mad or that she wasn't enjoying the evening. She just needed a few things about the evening modified so that she could lower her anxiety and enjoy the night. There's a lot going on on the night of Halloween with the number of kids walking around, strobe lights, creepy music, cars, people in costumes. If your child has sensory issues, be aware of that. Maybe starting when it's light out so they can see clear and the lights aren't so bright. Maybe incorporating headphones or sunglasses into their costume to help with sounds and lights. Maybe gluing some large beads or a soft material on their bucket handle that they can rub when they're feeling anxious to give them some sensory input. Understanding where they are at and what their individual needs are will give them the best opportunity to have a fun night and for you to see your child having fun. The final tip I have is for those kids who just aren't ready to go out trick-or-treating. They can still work on a communication challenge by handing out candy at home. Some kids find it difficult to hand things to someone, so by them handing out candy, it would give them practice with doing that. 
Again, since you'll have a big bowl of candy right there, you could reward them with a piece. Find out what challenge may be medium hard and start there. Be creative and have fun. Maybe they could be in a scary costume and sit in a chair and try to scare kids by sitting still, then changing their position to see if anyone notices, or hit play for some scary music to start. I'd love to hear how your Halloween night goes or answer any questions you may have about getting your child ready for Halloween. You can email me at smhelp2020 at gmail.com, post on the Selective Mutism Help Facebook page, or message me on Facebook Messenger. I hope you'll have a fun evening full of tricks and treats. Take care.